Hello and welcome to the Motivation Method podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and the Motivation Masterclass found at trinitytransformation.co.uk. In today's episode, you will learn the answer to one of our most common questions, which is how do I actually enjoy sticking to a diet? So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Motivation Method podcast. Okay, so today we want to talk about how to actually enjoy losing weight. But before we do that, I want to just explain one thing because I know a few people were confused when we spoke to them at our last Unstoppable event. They're really confused about the way me and Ben were talking to each other. So I just want to clarify, we're actually both on the phone talking to each other. We're not actually sat next to each other. So that's why sometimes we might be prompting each other and it might be a little bit weird. But that aside, let's get into it. So... Ben, like, what would you say is the number one reason why people don't actually enjoy the process of losing weight? I'd say it's probably different for everybody. There's a there's a number of different reasons that um, I've identified. Anything from lack of a, lack of flexibility food wise, um, the exercise routine being very boring, not seeing results in the mirror, which is never fun. So maybe seeing results but then regaining the weight again and again, which also is not very fun. Following a really extreme approach, something that you know, really has a negative impact on your lifestyle and also not having any kind of mindset coaching. So just focusing on the fitness type of things and never really focusing on making yourself feel better in your mind. Yeah, all of those things definitely add up. Definitely not seeing results, I think is a big one because it's no fun if you're putting on all hard work and there's no change. But the main thing well, the first thing we want to talk about is like food. So you reckon lack of flexibility food-wise is a big problem. So what kind of scenarios do you think people face? I guess a lot of people have done diets before and that can really paint a bad picture of what you should be eating to be in shape. Yeah, the problem with a lot of different, a lot of these different diet plans or programs or approaches that people follow to try and lose weight is that they don't really teach you the fundamentals and what I mean by that is they'll teach you they'll give you a way of eating they'll give you they'll say you need to eat this for breakfast this for lunch this for dinner for example but they won't teach you how to just eat foods that you want to eat and see results in the mirror so that can really lead to a number of problems such as not being able to enjoy meals out which is a big one if you're on some kind of meal plan and every time you go for a meal out every time you eat something which is you know you haven't prepared yourself from a certain recipe book, for example, counts as you've then failed for the day, which can be very, very demoralizing. Uh, another problem I see a lot is people who, they're following um, quite a rigid, strict approach, like a meal plan, and they find that they're not able to eat with their friends and family because they're having to cook specific set meals for themselves, which not, well, maybe for, for, for starters, they might not even want to eat them. They might have got sick of eating the same meal again and again but also their family might not want to eat these these meals which are designed to lose weight yeah it's pretty pretty boring we've heard from loads and loads of people who are really almost at rock bottom when it comes to trying to get in shape because they've had to eat separately from their families like we get emails all the time from people saying oh i had to do this meal plan and my family didn't want to eat it so i just ate was eating on my own every single night and that's like that's no way to live in our opinion it just ends up being like this this whole thing where I think it's very black or white. You end up being on a diet because you're eating your diet food or your meal plan or you end up off a diet because you're fed up of it. And it just ends up with this like black or white as Ben, as you were saying, with the like pass or fail on track or off track. It's so black or white. You have to be all or nothing. And that causes loads of problems as well. So how would you say, how would you recommend people eat? So what I would do, first of all, if you ever followed one of these approaches, um, I do kind of get it because it's, it's, first of all, it's what everybody is kind of um, promoting out there. Most approaches out there involve some kind of meal plan, some kind of list of foods that you have to eat, uh, recipes, whatever, because it's simpler than teaching people the kind of the fundamentals of weight loss, which is what I would recommend. Just keep it as simple as, poss simple as possible. So when it comes down to it, losing weight, all all that losing weight really comes down to is 
not eating too much food. The reason people get into the situation where they are overweight, where they're unhappy with their body, is simply because they've eaten too much food. And the way to reverse that is to just monitor the food that you're putting into your body and make sure you're eating the right amount. Now that right amount needs to be not too much, but it also needs to be not too little. It's quite a fine balance. So the simplest way to see results and to guarantee that you see results in the mirror is to know exactly how much food you need to be putting into your body in order to see those results and then eat that amount of food every single day. And the easiest way to do that is now we have all this technology, we have smartphones and everything, is to use apps on your phone which can track the foods that you're eating. And the beauty of this approach and why this is the approach I've, I've always used myself, I've never really gone into these kind of meal plan um, approaches or anything like that myself, is because I like to have the flexibility. I like to be able to go out for a meal with my friends. I like to be able to have a pizza and track that and put that into my nutrition um, app, whatever I'm using. I like to be able to enjoy a bit of ice cream, have treats and snacks every single day, and generally just eat the foods that I like and see results in the mirror. So the problem with, the, the biggest problem with following an approach other than this is you're really relying on somebody else to tell you what foods you should eat. So somebody else is coming up with a menu, which they think, you know, oh, this menu's great. I'd love to eat these, whatever these foods are every single day. And they're giving it to you. And you're not necessarily going to love all the foods that they've, that they've chosen for you. And if you're not enjoying what you're eating, eventually it's going to wear you down. Eventually you're going to get sick of it. And eventually that's going to lead to you stopping it. You're going to stop because you don't enjoy the process of it. And when you stop and you go back to kind of a normal in air quotes way of eating, then likely it's likely that you're going to put the weight back on and you're going to end up back at square one which is very very demotivating yeah ultimately if you're not going to stick to this approach for life in some form we'll get on to tracking for life because we don't expect people to track forever but if you're not planning to do it and keep doing it then it's never going to work is it no and the big thing i want to add to what you were saying you, you were talking about eating the right amount making sure you're eating the right amount there's also drinking, which I know is not a big problem um, for us nowadays. Now our uni days are over, but a lot of people, you've got to also think about what you're drinking because you can easily be having 500 or 1,000 calories of alcohol or fizzy drinks or orange juice or coffees from Starbucks, the fancy ones. I don't know what they're called. They're like pumpkin spice latte kind of thing, gingerbread latte. It's not just food, so it's it's making sure you're consuming the right amount of calories, um, as I said, but we don't expect people to track for for life. So how would you say that works, Ben? Because obviously, if you're not going to keep something up long term, then the results are only ever going to be temporary. But how would you actually, what would you say to someone who's saying, okay, that's great, um, but I'm not actually going to want to track what I eat for the rest of my life? Okay, so what I would say is, um, well, what I did back when I was, I don't know, when I got into this fitness thing when I was about 18, probably 18, 19. Um, first of all, I followed an approach which was not about counting calories at all. I was just, well, okay, before I, before I followed any kind of approach, I was one of those people, I'm very lucky, I'm just kind of, I struggle to gain weight, whether that's muscle or whether that's fat. So I was in a position where I could eat whatever I want. So I would eat loads of junk food, loads of pizza, um, fish finger sandwiches for every meal which was fine for a while. And then eventually, obviously I started to notice this was having an effect on my body. I was feeling tired, I was feeling sluggish. I was getting a little bit more out of shape. So the first steps I took to try and resolve this issue was simply to try and eat healthy, which is a lot of what a lot of people do. So just kind of guessing. I was eating, drinking loads and loads of protein shakes. I was having three protein shakes a day, way over consuming on my protein had no idea how many calories I was I was eating and doing using that approach I managed to see you know some results but I really didn't see any progress until I followed this calorie counting approach and then I went through a, a period of a couple of years of being very very religious about calorie tracking and what that allowed me to do was I built a very kind of solid base of muscle which helped me to boost my metabolism even more um, and just by the repetition of tracking all the foods you eat, you get an idea of how much food you need to put into your body. When you go for a period of months eating a similar amount of calories every single day, your body eventually becomes kind of accustomed to that amount of calories and you can, 
you just get this kind of sense of how much you should be eating and how that's going to affect your your body. And after a while, once you've gone through a period of time tracking calories and you've seen really, really good results in the mirror, you've you've lost weight, you've gained strength, you're feeling and looking really, really good, it then becomes much, much easier to maintain those results long term if you followed the right approach in order to get there if you followed a really sustainable approach which is focused on keeping your metabolism nice and high as well so you get to the point where it's not necessary to track your calories anymore in order to maintain however if for example now i decided i wanted to get back in the best shape of my life first thing i would do would be to start tracking calories again because it is so effective for seeing results in the mirror it's kind of if you it's like comparing it to um, if you're kind of using guesswork or healthy eating, it's like you're trying to perform surgery on someone with a hammer. You, you're, you're not really going to be that accurate. You're not going to be that precise. Maybe you'll get it, get it just right and it'll, everything will fall into place, but there's a big chance that it won't. Whereas tracking calories is a very, very precise approach. It's like picking up a scalpel and, you know, getting the very, the exact results you want to get and the, the other thing I've mentioned is the f- the fact that when you're tracking your calories, you know how much money you're uh, how much money how much calories you're putting into your body. Um, it's very very easy to then tweak and change that number of calories. So it it really becomes a case of when you're going to see results rather than if you're going to see results, which is what a lot of people get with these other approaches. Yeah, it's great because it just actually guarantees you're going to see results. I mean, it may take a bit of tweaking to figure out the right amount for you whenever you're tracking calories. That's why we have our expert coaches to analyze people's progress and figure out what's not working and tweak things. But it's definitely the fastest way to see results. There's no two ways about it. Like meal plans, we speak to loads of people who've done meal plan approaches and some people see good results because they luck in and the meal plan is actually the right amount of food for them. But loads of people, it's just not going to be because it's way too difficult no no one is creating a program where they make sure the meal plan is correct to the exact number of calories for someone. They're going to be like 1,500 calorie meal plans and then 2,000 calorie meal plans. And that could well be miles off for you. So lots of people get stuck with that as well. And the other big benefit, as you mentioned, is like not only does it guarantee you see results, but it teaches you so much. We kind of touched on this, but I get loads of emails and um, feedback from clients being like, I've could not believe how many calories were in certain things I was eating and other things I could eat way more than I knew I could so it's like a whole education as well so at the beginning it can be a bit of a drag but it does teach you so much that really if you want to get these lifestyle results or whatever you want to call it if you want to get in shape lose the weight and actually keep it off it's the best way that's there's no two ways about it definitely uh, I think a lot of people as well have reservations about this kind of approach, thinking, you know, can I track my calories? Is it going to take over my life? Am I going to become obsessed? And a lot, like everyone else in the industry, well, not everybody else, but most of the kind of mainstream diet plan kind of things shy away from teaching people to, to count calories. I don't really understand why. I don't know if it's because they think people are stupid and they won't be able to figure it out, but the reality is it is very, very easy just with some very, very simple coaching, anyone can get into the habit of tracking their calories, tracking what they're eating, and it only takes, you know, 10 to 15 minutes per day when you get when you get pretty good at it after a couple of weeks. So if you're worried that you wouldn't yeah. be able to do it, I can guarantee you'll be able to do it. If you can do basic things on your phone, like scroll through Facebook and send an email and text people, you'll be able to use an app to track your calories as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who say, oh, no, I won't have time for that, but most people have time to look through Facebook, don't they? Most people, like, let's be honest, most of us have time to look through our emails, look through Facebook, look through some sort of news websites, whatever it may be, look through YouTube, whatever your poison is, watch TV all night. And it's a case of priorities here. It's a case of like, do I want to spend five minutes a day once you get good at tracking, maybe 10 minutes a day when you're not so good, but you're getting taught to then guarantee that every single day I'm making progress. It's that trade-off between a little bit of time invested in something that will actually definitely make it work. Whereas healthy eating, there's a lot of time that's got to go into that as well. Or tracking sins or doing, what are they called, flex points. All those things are taking time and effort. So you might as well do the one that actually is guaranteed to work. 
All the other ones are just cryptic ways of trying to get you to eat the right amount of calories for you. So it's no different. They're just making it more complicated and covering it up. So I guess you think maybe they're the these businesses are just doing it to make people reliant on them. I don't know the agenda. We've never worked inside them. But there's a reason why they're hiding the truth of what works. Now, I guess it's to keep people in the dark so they have to keep coming back. I mean, it's no, no uh, what's the word? No coincidence that Weight Watchers is worth like 1.3 billion. They know how to keep people coming back again and again and again and again and again. And we hear from them all the time. So lack of flexibility with food is a big reason why losing weight can become a chore. The best solution for that is to track what you're eating. And uh, Ben and I have done it. We've taught over 3,000 women who are busy mums, many of them busy single working mums. I could still make it work, so you can do it too. So that's the first step. What's the next thing that you recommend can really ruin the enjoyment of losing weight and getting in shape? So if the first thing, let's say you've got a really uh, inflexible meal plan, you're hating all the food that you're eating, you're not able to have meals out, you're not enjoying meals with your friends and family. Add on top of that, you get to the end of your day where you've had all your crap food, then you have to follow a boring and repetitive exercise plan, which you hate. There is nothing worse than doing exercise or feeling like you have to do exercise, which you don't particularly enjoy. One of the biggest examples of this for me was I decided I was going to do a half marathon a few years ago. And when I signed up for this half marathon, I knew that running was something I really didn't enjoy. It's not not something I've been good at. I used to uh, at school, I would do, you know, we do cross country running and 1500 meters and everything. I hated it. I just, I never enjoyed it at all. So I signed up to this half marathon to try and test myself and prove to myself that I could complete this running event despite hating the exercise. And the amount, I had to go on training runs every single week, three to four or two to three training runs, these long hour and 20 minute runs. And you know, sometimes I enjoyed it, but most of the time it was just, it was just, I just hated it. It was in the dark, it was rainy, it was cold. It was horrible. And doing that exercise, um, after I finished the marathon, I got to the end of the finish line. I just remember a thought going through my head. I was like, this, I've, that's probably the last time I'm ever going to do a run in my entire life. And since then, the longest run I've done is probably about three miles. And that's very, very rare that I'll go and do that run. I just don't enjoy that form of exercise. So when you're doing a form of exercise you don't enjoy, it can just put you off doing exercise completely. Um, this is really going to come down to the individual. Some people enjoy doing, for example, long cardio sessions. Some people love it. Some people like to go out and do, you know, do long runs every week. Some people love doing HIIT training sessions or workout DVDs, uh, but you might not. So it's really important, I think, to choose a form of exercise which is going to work, uh, which is going to be enjoyable for you and not do the same workout again and again. One of the things that really made that running for me um, really unenjoyable was that it was just the same thing, I've, I've just again and again. It's just putting one foot in front of the other for miles on end for an hour and then you get home and you're like, great, I went on a run. It wasn't very exciting. Um how would you suggest people can, well, A, Rob, people can um, mix up their training so it's not boring all the time, and B, make sure their training is very, very effective and very, very efficient so they don't have to spend their entire life exercising to see results? Yeah, so there's kind of two things here. So first of all, some people are just not going to even, you're not going to like exercise. Some people are just not that into it. Let's say you've had years off, it's probably going to suck. So I'm just going to put that out there. Like it might just suck. So you've just got to find something that you can do that isn't going to injure you um, because it might not be that fun. But if you want to be a healthy individual, you're probably going to need to do a bit of exercise if you're not injured. If you're injured, you can get away with not exercising and controlling your food. You can still see masses of results just by controlling what you eat. Because we hear so many people who send us messages saying like, I've got a knee injury, I've got a hip injury, I've got a back injury, and because I can't exercise, I'm stuck. Truth is, you can still see results if you control your nutrition. Loads of results. We've had a client lose one and a half stone in 90 days who was injured and couldn't do anything. But for the rest of you, it's going to be important to try and exercise because it can lift your mood, it can make you feel better. So it's all about finding something, as Ben said, that's going to be, in my opinion, the most effective because most of us are busy. Most of us don't have that much time and therefore you want to do something that's going to get you the most bang for your buck. It's going to get you the leanest, the quickest, burn the most fat and um, 
get you the most muscle because muscle is what makes you firm and toned. You're not going to turn into a bodybuilder. You just want muscle because muscle is what makes people feel young, feel youthful. Um, that's what younger teenagers will have is they have not much body fat and quite a high muscle percentage. And then we get older, we get lazier. We tend to lose the muscle a bit. We tend to get a bit fatter. And that's why we feel older mainly. So what I would say is lifting weights time and time again has been proven by research, proven by all the results and results of tons of other people who do it to get the best possible results. Like not only does lifting weights uh, burn fat, just like cardio does. Cardio is not some magic fat burning thing. It just um, it just burns some calories. Lifting weights does the same thing. But lifting weights builds muscle, which makes you firmer, more toned, and have a faster metabolism so you can eat more and not gain weight. Whereas cardio, which is the big mistake loads of people make, and even HIIT cardio does this, don't believe the hype, is cardio tends to burn muscle or at least stop you building muscle. So... What that does is it slows down your metabolism and then you end up in this downward spiral of burning your muscle through all this long distance cardio, having to eat less because you've burnt all your muscle and slowed your metabolism down. So then you're going to have to do more cardio to make up for the fact that you've burnt your muscle or you're going to have to eat less. And then you're just in this spiral of eating less or doing more exercise over and over and over again, eating even less, doing more exercise just to try and compensate for this muscle wastage and this metabolism slowing down effect. So if you don't want to be stuck in that cycle, then you're going to need to lift weights. And um, you can do this from home or you can do this from the gym. You really don't have to go to the gym if you don't want to be seen in the gym. If you don't want to waste time going to the gym, then you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Loads of our clients just do it with a couple of kettlebells. They're really versatile. can go away, pack away really small, and you can see great results. Anything else you want to add on exercise, Ben? I think (laughs) that might have just covered it. Um... Not much, really. I think you've you've summed it up pretty well. Um, yeah. The only thing I would add is 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 hit 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 exercise like hit cardio. It's like the new big fad, um, which is high intensity interval training. It's got a fancy name, but it's just it's just intervals. Um, is a form of exercise that's really popular now, but it's causing loads of people to get really bad injuries. Like if you're overweight, hit training is a really bad idea. I don't know if anyone listened to Angela Cox's podcast with us last. Uh, last week, I think it was, to episode four or five, episode five with Angela Cox. You, you want to li- re-listen to that if you didn't. It's amazing. But um, she said, so she's lost eight, eight and a half stone. She started doing hits with the body coach and immediately was, was just unable to do it. It was hurting all her joints. She was too heavy and everything was sore and she was unable to complete the workouts well and she was feeling really demoralized. And what she then did was she saw a personal trainer and told him this was all going on and saying, I'm feeling really bad and um everything's hurting and he said do not do this like this is a terrible idea you're jumping up and down with like 18 stone or whatever it was or six i think it was 16 stone of weight onto your joints which is a lot and you're just going to hurt yourself and loads of people end up doing this because they're not really getting the guidance they need so what she did was she just did the same you did hit which is this interval so it's a bit of exercise then a break then a bit of hard exercise and a break she did it on a rowing machine but there's loads of different ways to do it. But what we found works even better than just doing that kind of training is to lift weights. Um, and it's way lower impact because you're not jumping up and down. You're not slamming into your joints and you're not going to hammer your knees and your hips and things like that. So we've had clients in their 60s see incredible results in the 50s see incredible results and overcome pain conditions and all these kind of things. So if you're struggling with pain or joint pain, things like that, then lifting weights without with, with a moderate weight could really change things for you as well. Definitely. So, another reason I want to move on from exercise because I think everyone's got the point. Another reason that can really mess with your mind is just not seeing results. Like, if have you ever had this, Ben? I don't know if you've ever come had this scenario, but I'm pretty sure I've had this. And it was so demotivating. Like, have you ever had it where you're just working out or exercising or whatever, maybe eating healthy, and you just didn't see any results? Um, I don't think I have. I mean, I've always followed that. Well, no, we've got, when I was back when I was kind of doing the guesswork approach, definitely back then when I was just eating like three protein shakes a day, I saw some results, but then I got to a point where the results just stopped. So I just hit this plateau 
I was just doing, you know, going through the motions, still going to the gym. I was lifting weights, training quite hard, like four, four times a week at least, but not really focusing enough on my nutrition. Um, in terms of counting calories, I was just guessing, which meant ultimately I didn't, I just stopped making progress. You can, you can get so far with all of these kind of meal plan approaches. A lot of people will see some results, but then they'll get completely stuck. Um, and instead of then taking things up to the next level and going for a more precise approach, usually they get demotivated, fall off the wagon, go back to square one, and then end up in the same position again where they follow the same kind of approach again and get stuck in that that yo-yo dieting cycle. But yeah, not seeing results is, you know, definitely makes you feel like giving up. Because if you're, if you're in a position where you're putting loads of effort in, but you're not seeing any benefit from that effort, it's like if you had to go to work every single day, you do your job, then you get to the end of the month and some, and they're like, oh, this month, um, we're not going to give you any money. We're just, you know, you've done all the work. That's fine. But we've just decided you're not getting any money this month. So tough luck. It's kind of like that. You would. But what, what I found was like when I was at my job, this actually is a good example that you'll, you'll say here is when I was at my last proper job, air quotes there again, um, working at McLaren, going into the office every day. I worked hard for a bit. Then I sort of, I didn't really like it because I was running Trinity on the side. Let's be honest, I was more interested in that. So then I stopped working so hard because um, I wanted to grow Trinity and spent more time on that at work. I know, probably naughty. But what I realized was nobody noticed. Like the work I did and the work I, I completed, people were like, oh, this is really good. Like, oh, really well done. You've done a good job with this. And I was like, people are saying the same thing regardless of if I work really hard or not. So I'm not really motivated to do anything. And the same thing can happen with, with exercise, right? And I I found this before before I basically got to know Ben, actually. Ben introduced me to my fitness pal. I found this at uni. Uh, first, first and second year of my university career. I used to go to the gym quite a lot um, because I was a really skinny guy. And again, I saw a bit of progress, like Ben said, newbie gains, they call it, um, for those who are not not into the whole bodybuilding terminology. But then, give or take, I don't know, after three months, things just started slowing down. And after six months, because I didn't really know what I was doing, I was just going and swinging some weights around and then eating bacon sandwiches at home because I thought that's got protein in, so I'll probably get in better shape. But then drinking 24 um, 24 cans of what was it Strongbow a week and a whole bottle of Vladivar vodka a week funnily enough stuff wasn't changing it, it took me probably two years I'd, I'd, I'd like every now and again I'd get a new men's health workout or a new workout off the internet and start doing it maybe I saw a little bit of progress but I was never really that inspired to work that hard because nothing was that changing that much I, I gained a little bit of muscle I felt a bit better but no one was even noticing, and that was also quite demoralizing. And then I met you, Ben, and you were like, oh, there's this T-Nation workout. I remember you sent it to me, some ridiculous bodybuilding website, but Ben sent this workout over to me, which was brutal, but I actually started seeing really good results on it because it was written by a proper person who knew how to program workouts. And you also said, track your calories. And I started actually eating the right amount for me, and my body changed so quickly I enjoyed the process like a million times more. And then we were basically addicted to the gym for about two years because we were both progressing really quick because we actually were tracking what we were eating. We we're making it. So as Ben said, we had that scalpel approach where we knew every day we were going to win. We knew every day we were going to be making progress because we couldn't lose because we had a good workout program. We had um, the right amount of food for us and we tracked it. So we knew we were eating it. And then it was really fun because every, every single week we were progressing, getting stronger, getting fitter. And um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that other than, uh, for me, lack of results was definitely really boring. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this, just imagine how how your life would be if every single week you take a progress photo or you measure yourself or you measure your weight and every single week you're seeing some progress in the right direction. It's so much easier to stay motivated when you're seeing that, when you know that all the effort you're putting in every single day is worth it and it's actually going to get you to where you want to go. Yeah, you, you, a lot of people can't get enough of it once they start progressing that quick. The problem is most people, I guess, they probably go back to the, the approach they did before, which they already know doesn't really work because they regain the weight or whatever it might be. Like, this is what happens with diets. 
So they go back to that. They know really it's not going to work, but that's the only thing they really know how to do. So they go back to that and then you're never going to get that motivated to do it because you know it doesn't really work. And then also there's like there's worse effects of dieting long term if you do these extreme diets, aren't there, Ben? Like what, what tends to happen for people? What do you see when people have done diets for ages? Basically, the more times you followed uh, one of these kind of more extreme dieting approaches, which gives you some temporary results and then you regain the weight again and then you follow the approach again, see some temporary results, regain the weight again. Every single time you do it, kind of Rob touched on this before when we talked about exercise, but it affects your metabolism because if you're doing loads of HIIT exercise, you're doing loads of cardio and you're cutting your calories down quite low using, um, you know, a meal plan, which is, which is, which is low calories, but it's not, it's not kind of precise enough to keep your metabolism at the right kind of level. It can cause kind of damage to your metabolism. So it can slow your metabolism down. So every single time you do one of these approaches, the next time you do it, you're going to see next less results. Next time you do it again, you're going to see less results. And you just keep seeing less results and less results and less results until eventually none of these approaches are going to work anymore. And you get to the position where you are literally completely stuck. And nothing that you have available to you, none of the programs that you're seeing, none of the programs that are available to you are going to work anymore. I guess this is kind of the situation I was in when I was doing the whole guesswork guess how many how much food I'm eating and drink three protein shakes every single day approach eventually I just I got to the point where it just it wasn't working anymore the with the knowledge and the and the the methods I was I was using at that point I was unable to make any more progress uh, I don't know the exact quotes the, the Albert Einstein quote I'm sure you, you might know this one Rob it's um like the the level of thinking you keep doing what you've always oh yeah the the level of thinking that got you into a bad situation is not enough to get you out of that situation so you need you need better techniques better knowledge better skill sets in a in order to get out of the out of the situation that you're currently stuck in so if you're in that situation if you followed all these diets you know you you think you've tried everything you've got nowhere to turn all you really need is to you just need a different approach, a different level of knowledge, a different level of skill set, something more precise, and you can then start seeing results again. So don't feel like you're completely at a loss if you're in that situation. Yeah, and your metabolism doesn't get permanently damaged. I want to point that out. Like Ben Ben mentioned, it can have some... They could, some people call it metabolic damage. There's all these big words, but basically your metabolism can slow down from low-calorie diet. So if you've done things like... I think did you did you say Cambridge diet is not available anymore? I'm not I sure know. I said that. Um, I heard someone say say, say that, but it probably shouldn't be because it's pretty insane. But there's there's all these low calorie diets like 1,200 calories, 800 calories, 600 calorie a day diets that are all complete nonsense and really will mess up, mess up your metabolism. But the good news is you can actually recover it with the right approach, with lifting weights, with eating the right amount for you. Over time, you can build it back up again. And we've done that with lots of people. And then you can see progress again. So it's never game over, but it can feel like it because also these approaches have a bad effect on your mindset because each time you do it and you see less results, you blame yourself. Like a lot of people end up blaming themselves when really, and Angela Cox said the exact same thing. She said, it's not the person that's the problem. It's the plan or program or approach that's just making it worse and worse and worse. And honestly, it, it actually makes me quite angry sometimes when I think about this, the state of the fitness industry still, that these things are allowed to be out there. And they're often the biggest things. Like, I won't name names, but some of the biggest programs out there are really messing people up and leaving you stuck. That the only thing you can do is eat less and even less and even less. And if you don't, you're just going to get fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter because they've ruined your metabolism. They've not taught you how to deal with the problem. And uh, they're just just—they're putting people into downward spirals and they're not giving them any help getting out. Yes. They're just keeping them in it and raking the money in. It's like setting you up. A, it's, like, it's like a time bomb following one of these kind of approaches because while you're on it, you think everything's great. You know, I'm seeing results in the mirror. I'm losing weight. But... Yeah, lost one and a half stone in a week. Yeah, or I'm losing losing loads of weight, but under the surface there is this additional damage being done. So your metabolism is reducing as you're losing weight. You're like, great, I'm losing weight. This is amazing. This is brilliant. So you continue with it because you are seeing progress. It's like the opposite of what we were saying. When you are seeing progress, it's easy to continue. So you stay really, really motivated. You continue with it. You drop two stone. You drop three stone. You drop however much. 
And then when you stop, you're at the lowest weight you've ever been, but also your metabolism is the slowest it's ever been. So as soon as you then up your food intake, you gain weight faster than you've ever been able to gain weight before. Your weight, the weight will just pile on. It will pile on quicker than when you started this program because your metabolism is is slower. So the faster your metabolism is, the more calories your body can deal with and not gain weight. And the slower your metabolism is, uh, the the less calorie, the well, the more weight you're going to gain from eating too many calories. Yeah, and it's this is a real. Oh, my voice has gone a bit funny. <laughs> this is a real phenomenon. Like Angela Cox told me last week, and I don't know if it made it onto the podcast, but she was telling me for um, her wedding that she had. I think it was a previous wedding. She lost six stone for that wedding to get into that wedding dress, but it was through these approaches, and she actually regained more than that six stone back. So this is not a myth. And if it's happened to you, just remember what Ben just said. Like that quote's probably the quote of the day. What was the quote again? The I can't remember. Rule. I probably paraphrased it horribly, but it's like, um, <laughs> well, let's just the level of uh, the level of knowledge that got you into the situation is not enough to get you out of the situation. Yeah. So the plan that got you into the situation is not going to get you out. You've got to remember like the thing that really. It really winds me up, to be honest. Like we speak to a lot of people in email and I'm not blaming them because uh, I get why they're saying it. But a lot of people say, um, I did X, women, women slurled or uh, <laughs> Weight Watchers doesn't work for that. <laughs> I did one of these uh, dodgy, dodgy diets and, um, and I lost two and a half stone and it worked really well. But now I've gained four stone. I'm like, did that, did that really work? Because in my opinion, that hasn't worked if you're now heavier than you were when you did it. So you've got to you've got to bear that in mind. Um, so what what let's let's help people out here. What what can they look out for with these extreme approaches? How can you identify something's an extreme approach and that you shouldn't do it? Anything which isn't just kind of um, eating food normally is I would class as an extreme approach. So if you think about how you would like to eat for the rest of your life, you probably want to just you know eat the foods you like, eat normal stuff cook normal meals, go to the supermarket and just buy normal stuff, cook it for your family, go out for meals. Just, you know how, it, you know what it is to eat normally. It's fine. It's, well, it's obvious to you, but anything that makes you eat differently to the norm, for example, anything which tells you you need to fast two days a week, that's not really normal. Anything which tells you you need to eat half the amount of food that you feel comfortable eating is not normal. Anything that says you now can't eat any carbs, not normal. Anything that says you can't eat fats, is not normal. Anything which says you need to replace half your meals you're eating with with shakes or bars or like you can only eat special meals from a certain section in the supermarket is not normal. So anything which you think is not just normal eating is not going to give you long-term results. You might see some short-term results, but you're going to, it's that ticking time bomb effect. As soon as you stop with all of this stuff, you're then going to gain the weight again. I can't remember where, where I said this. I said this on I said this somewhere that if you follow one of these kind of approaches, it's like winning the 100 meters race in the Olympics, taking steroids. You take the steroids, you're like, your speed increases, you become really, really fast, you get the world record for 100 meters. But then as soon as you come off the steroids and then you compete next year, you get, maybe you get caught during a drug test. You're not allowed to take steroids anymore or something. I don't know. I don't know how this works. You probably get banned. But anyway, next year you compete off steroids and you suddenly you're coming in fourth, you're coming in fifth. Because the results you were seeing were not just, you know, your your normal way of doing things. Anyway, you're anytime you're away from the norm, you either have the choice to stick with this extreme approach. So you either eat no carbs for the rest of your life and you continue, you maintain the results you've seen, or you eat carbs again and your weight's suddenly going to explode upwards because you've been following something extreme in order to get those results. You've kind of been you've kind of been cheating your way to losing weight yeah and cheaters always it always catches up with them like Lance Armstrong with his cycling you're always going to get found out and if you're doing it through an extreme approach it's exactly the same thing just with the diet as Ben said so if you're doing something you're not going to be able to keep up for the rest of your life in terms of the food types you're eating the amount of exercise you're doing then the results are only ever going to be ter, 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 can't speak, <laughs> per, <laughs> t- temporary. <laughs> I got it out. 
don't know what it happened. It sounded like you're going to say terminant I, this what, to me. Like the two words got. I, was, I, felt, I felt like I was going to sneeze <laughs> and I was just going to. <laughs> I'll say that again. <laughs> if, if it's something you can't keep up for the rest of your life, then the results are only ever going to be temporary. Yes, I got it out. <laughs> Nailed it. I'll let you speak because I'm struggling with speaking now. So we've covered we've covered a lot of fitness stuff in this podcast. I know usually we talk a lot about mindset, a lot about motivation. We've covered a lot of kind of nuts and bolts fitness stuff. And the thing with that is if you can get this fitness stuff, if you can put make the fitness stuff as easy and as realistic and as flexible and as enjoyable as possible, then it makes the mindset side of things much, much easier. It's much easier to stick to a simple easy program which lets you eat what you want and enjoy meals with your family and have meals out and not exercise all the time than it is to stick to a program which makes your life a living hell so these are all things you can put into action um and fitness wise if i was to sum up what like a couple of things you can do take away from this number one would be track the amount of calories you're eating stop following anything which is not tracking calories just just track the amount of calories you're eating and number two Start doing some weight training, which will boost your metabolism. I guarantee if you're not already doing those two things, if you do those two things, you'll probably just, you'll probably start seeing an improvement to your results, even if you're not getting it absolutely bang on. So that's the fitness stuff we covered. And then the the last part of why people don't enjoy the process of dieting and losing weight is because nobody really gives them any kind of, any kind of mindset coaching. Losing weight or trying to stick to any diet approach is not fun at all when you don't have any coaching on how to stay consistent. If if your ability to stay consistent is low and staying consistent to a diet is difficult to you, then it's always going to be a struggle. You're always going to be fighting against yourself. You're going to be fighting against your negative self-talk. You're going to be doubting yourself. You're going to be trying to kind of talking yourself out of doing the things you, you need to do to get results. It's going to be a constant battle, a constant struggle. It's always going to be very, very very, very stressful. Another element of mindset is if you, if you're really, really, you know, you can be in a very unhealthy relationship with food and with your body. So you can see results in the mirror, but you can still not quite be, not feel happy about yourself. I remember when I got into this fitness thing, one, a big thing for me was just trying to improve my body. So I'd feel better about myself. So I'd feel happier. I was always under the impression that if I had big muscles and big arms, Suddenly I'd be like God's gift to women. I'd be this super attractive, interesting, amazing guy. And I'd be really happy with myself and really love myself. But the reality was, even when I got in the best shape of my life, it 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 has some effect on the way you feel. But if you don't combine that with some, some mindset work, so learning how to appreciate yourself, learning how to be thankful for what you do have, learning to appreciate your wins and your successes, and to really look back and you know, be happy about your progress, then you can get in the best shape of your life, but you can still be miserable. So it's really important to add that mindset element in there as well. Because ultimately, we're we're all doing this because we want to be happier, we want to be more positive, we want to feel more confident. So, and all of those things are mindset things, they're not body things. So the body is a big part of it, but the mindset has to be married up to that, I I think, to to get the real results that you want to get. Yeah, definitely. I if you can't stick to that ideal approach we just explained, then there's no point trying to do, or there's no, there's going to be no results from that approach. Cause what we find is if you can't be consistent, then it doesn't matter if you're following the perfect approach, you're still not going to see the change. So how would you suggest people get consistent? How would you suggest they build these healthy habits and things like that? Okay. So the first thing you need is the, the approach we, we outlined. So in, in its simplest terms, a nice well-programmed weight training program, a set of calorie targets that are ideally suited to you and your body and your goals. And then you just need to stick to hitting that calorie target with foods you enjoy every single day. And obviously not just sticking to those calorie targets with like, you know, just cake and cookies. Cause again, that's probably not gonna make you that healthy. So once you've got the approach in place, all you've really got to do to, is stick to it. And the, the things that really help people stick to it initially, when you don't have any of these healthy habits in place, is having some kind of accountability there. Now, there are different levels of accountability. First level is kind of being accountable to yourself. So, you know, writing down 
did you achieve your nutrition targets? Did you do workouts every single week? And then having a look at the end of the week and saying, you know, yeah, I did do it. I'm a, and being accountable to yourself. Not everybody's able to do that. That is hard. I would say that takes time and effort and practice to get there. And that's why a lot of people turn to these diets. They're looking for some kind of accountability, something external, which they can be accountable to, to get them going in the first place. So external accountability, um, well, the way we do it is every single one of our clients has a coach and they check in with us every single week. They also check in with our community every single week. So they're accountable to a group of really super committed and driven and supportive women inside of our Trinity tribe. And they're also accountable to their own personal Trinity coach. And just having this can take someone from a person who's never been able to put anything into action. They've struggled for years to someone who can then suddenly with that accountability, with that support, they can put it into action for long enough, period of weeks, period of a couple of months, that it then becomes second nature to them and it becomes easy to just continue doing, you know, continue with this healthy lifestyle, continue with doing the right kind of workouts, the right kind of nutrition approach, and just continue seeing results in the mirror. Yeah, that accountability makes a huge difference. And we've actually just launched a cool new feature where nobody can hide now so if any of our clients have been inactive for seven days they haven't done anything they haven't been on the workouts um our software now knows this so we will reach out to anyone who has basically fallen off the wagon we can see when they've not been on the wagon and that kind of thing can make all the difference because if you've been in bad habits you're kind of in a groove with those bad habits right you get stuck in this groove of this is how I do things and getting out of that groove and building a new groove which is better habits is going to take a while like it takes a little bit of time and a lot of people are going to fall off the wagon like we all fall off the wagon so having that accountability of someone reaching out to you in that moment and saying like look I can see you're off track what's going on can make all the difference in my opinion like we all want to self-sabotage at times being better no different so I think accountability is a big thing. And then we have a community as well. What, what would you say that that kind of benefit is of having a community, Ben? Well, first of all, you've got that, you know, you've got the additional accountability that you feel like you're you're in it together with this community. And, you know, all, all of our, our girls inside our program, they all check in, they, well, they, they check in on the same post inside of our community group every single week. So they can all see whether, they all kind of know whether they're on track. They've built these friendships with each other. They... They connect with each other. It's, and that's, I think, been one of the most important parts of our plan, having this really, really tight-knit community. And they all help to motivate each other, all help to keep each other on track, all help to support each other. And, you know, just being part of kind of a movement, something something bigger than you can help you to stay on track and to stay more positive. It's almost like, um, you know, every, you've got a job, let's say you've got a job to go to, it's easy to turn up to your, to turn up to work every single day because you've got this, you're part of something that's bigger than you. You're part of the company. You know that you're letting your work colleagues down. You're letting your boss down. You're letting yourself down if you don't turn up to work. So if you're part of this big community of, of other women and you've got a coach that you're accountable to as well, you're not just letting yourself down when you don't, when you don't turn up and you don't check in and you don't track your foods and eat the right things. You're also letting down these other people inside of this, inside of this community. So that really, really helps as well and I think the the big thing with mindset coaching is that in order to see results and you know lose the weight and then maintain that weight loss long term so you don't get stuck into this horrible cycle of yo-yo dieting that's really you know demoralizing and depressing is that rather than thinking about I'm just going to lose weight you've got to think about I'm going to shift my lifestyle so I'm going to change my habits I'm going to learn how to deal with self-sabotage I'm going to learn what to do when I have a crap day and I'm going to fall off the wagon I'm going to learn how to stay motivated and all of those things together turn you from you know where you are now where you're not able to stick to anything you're not able to see results into that person you want to be who's you know in in you know, they've got the results that you want to get with your body you've got those results but you're also you've kind of shifted your lifestyle to a healthier way of living. So you just maintain those results going forward. Yeah, it's all about all about shifting your habits over time because we can help people get motivated at the beginning. 
But then to keep going long term, it's about making these things to habits and it's about making these things your lifestyle, right? Yeah, definitely. So that is it. That is the key to enjoy it. You need to be part of something bigger than you. You need to actually know what approach to follow. So something that's simple enough that you can stick to, something that's not too extreme, as Ben explained, and then you need to learn how to stick to it. And if you combine all of that, so you're starting seeing results because the approach actually works, it guarantees you see results, it's not too extreme. So even if you've messed up your metabolism, it will fix it and it'll get you going. And then you'll start seeing results and it'll start being even more fun and you can share them in the community. And the whole process is like 10 times more fun than struggling alone on some crappy extreme diet, again, that you know doesn't really work and you don't believe in yourself. That's how I'd sum it up. Anything you want to add, Ben? I think that's pretty much uh, pretty much covered it. If you're going to take anything away from this from this podcast, I would start, if you're not already, already, start training with weights. If you're not already, start tracking your calories. And if you don't already have any kind of accountability to help you build new habits, look into getting some accountability, whether that's a friend, whether that's a coach, whether that's a community group, whatever it is, those three things will completely transform the results you're currently seeing. All right, then. So don't just listen to this. Go ahead and take action. Go ahead and do one of those things. And if you're not sure how to do them, obviously, we can help with that as well. So that brings us to the end of today's Motivation Method podcast. But before you go, we have some important announcements. Piece one is if you're not currently subscribed on iTunes to the Motivation Method podcast, get yourself subscribed today. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending those your way. The final piece of this is our Motivation Masterclass Challenges. If you're ready to finally unleash your inner motivation and willpower with a customized action plan and your own personal coach and the support of our Trinity tribe, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk today and sign up for our Motivation Masterclass and we'll get you started right away. And last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, number one, do the things that we talk about here. And number two, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, all we ask of you is to simply share this show with one person who you think it could help today. So this is Rob Burkhead. And this is Ben Hughes. And this has been the Motivation Method Podcast. See you on the next one. Mm -hmm.